Hello and welcome to The Narrow Gate. This is Orly, your host. I'm happy to be back with you. This is episode 34 of The Narrow Gate. And today's topic, we will be talking about dying to self. The title is, Why is dying to self so unappealing to many Christians today? Okay, this is not a popular topic, but don't worry, I'm sure we'll get through it. Let's just start um, here. So what is it? What is dying to self? Well, dying to self, we must die to ourselves every day in the Christian life. Um, We must put God first and obey his commands, okay? So the two commands that Jesus gives us in the New Testament is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And the second one, is to love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so that that encapsulates the whole Ten Commandments into two. So it's nice and simple to understand. So what are we to do to die to self? And what does that mean? So that's what this episode will be about. So in a nutshell, it means not to be selfish, self-absorbed. Not to be always looking at your own interests. What do I want? What about me? What about me? <laughs> Joyce Myers always says that, doesn't she? What about me? What about me? So we are not to be selfish. So but the problem is we think we're so important. And we have learned that in our culture, you know. So uh, if we're not listening to the word of God, we might be listening to the culture. And the culture tells us that we're so amazing and that we should, you know, love ourselves and everything. And I am a life coach and I teach people to love themselves and I've learned to love myself. But it's a different type of love which is nurturing yourself so that you're not, um, you know, building yourself up on the inside and building up your inner man and loving yourself and caring for your body because it's a temple of the Holy Spirit. I don't mean loving ourselves in a way that we're so vain and so proud. So there's a lot of talk about that in Christian circles, which is too negative, I think. Nothing wrong with loving yourself. I mean, we did grow up also in not so long ago in my time where, like, we were the opposite. There was no self-care. And whereas now, new generation, it's all about self-care and they're too much. So everything is about balance, Okay. So instead of being so important, we are to become nothing. Nothing. Empty. Zero. This is quite difficult for us to take. But, you know, the more you study it, the more you like it. Well, I do anyway. At first, I'm like, I am nothing. (laughs) I mean, we don't like saying it. We don't like saying it, but... But listen to me, we're just not used to saying it. So start by saying, I'm nothing. Does that mean that you're going to go around and let people walk all over you? Absolutely not. I'm all for boundaries, setting, you know, setting boundaries with difficult people, abusive people, people who are going to be cruel to you or whatever. Um, You can't have them in your life. I mean, they're dangerous. Okay? But you're still nothing. Because you died with Christ and he died. He died on a cross for us. So he gave up everything. His reputation, everything. So Jesus is our role model. So if you died with Christ, you also live with Christ. 
So that, what does it mean? It means dying to the ego. But don't worry, because the ego is not real. It's, it's an illusion. So if you are caught up in your ego, I mean, we all know when we're a little bit in it. Maybe not when we're in it, but in hindsight, we can look back and say, oh, I was, I was very overreacting there. Well, that's usually a sign of the ego because we have, we have, somebody has touched our image of ourselves. But if you had no image of yourself, imagine you just had zero image. You have nothing to maintain. Okay, as I say, you are not allowing people to cross over you. But when you feel that I am nothing, you don't have anything to defend. And you don't get offended. Because why are you offended? You're nothing. You, you know, so it's actually freedom. We shouldn't also need to be right all the time or have our own way all the time. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 25, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. For whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Okay? So, you lose, whoever loses their life. Okay, so it's not about finding your life, it's about losing your life. So everything in the gospel is upside down. The world says find yourself, Jesus says lose yourself. So, in the Bible, when death is mentioned, it's usually followed by a resurrection, okay? And this is very important in the Christian life because death and resurrection is a theme in the Christian life. Jesus died and rose from the dead on the third day, and he's now seated on the right hand of the Father in heaven, and he now reigns over all of the world. So, Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and that is because he died a sacrifice for us and God was so pleased with him that he is now given full authority and uh, so Jesus died and he goes from death to life and life everlasting so when we give our life to Jesus we don't just resurrect our own life here on earth which means we overcome sin and um, that false identity, we die to our false identity, but we also get eternal life, so we live forever. So this message is amazing. <laughs> Go out and tell everybody about it. And so all we have to do is to believe, and we have eternal life. Lazarus in the Bible, he died, and Jesus brought him back to life. Again, resurrection being a theme in the Bible, Jesus can raise from the dead. Uh, death. So it's always from death to life, many things. When we give our life to Christ, we are born again, and baptism is a sign of us dying with Christ and coming up out of the water with him, alive as a new creation. Okay, we are born again and we become a new creation. And then after that, it's not just, oh, I'm a new creation now, so I'm great. I see people boasting after being born again, new new believers, and condemning other people. And they were just there themselves. So please be careful if you're a new believer. Always remember that you too once walked in darkness. 
Okay. Sometimes I try to point at something to someone who's not born again, hoping that that will convict them of their sin. But it doesn't always work because sometimes they just get angry and they think you're just being self-righteous. But in order for somebody who's not saved um, and doesn't think that they need to be saved, at some point they need to see that they have sinned. Um, it's not for us to point it out all the time, but if you have been in a situation, you can show that person, well, look at that. That is not of God. Um, that could be the very thing that could convict them of their sin and make them repent. Maybe not, but we do want people to repent. But you can be sure they're not going to like it. But you can just go away then and leave it with them. You know, God will send somebody else. Okay, so then after we're born again and become a new creation, and then we have to walk with Jesus, follow him, which means reading the Bible, following what it says, going to church, praying. So we're now following Jesus. We've been born again. We're now following because we have to learn how to, how to be a new person, which means dying every single day. And that's in the Bible. It's called sanctification and purification. So you go on a journey of being sanctified daily which means dying daily, which means taking up your cross daily. <clears throat> in, the, in the Gospel of John, Jesus said in um, chapter 12, verse 24, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone, but it dies. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Okay, so same is with you and me. When we die to ourselves, we will bear much fruit. But we won't if we don't. If we stay in ourself, our selfish self, we can't bear fruit because we haven't got God. God's not with us. As long as we're in our ego, we are separated from God. Okay, so how do we do this? How do we die to the self? Um, well, there's many different ways. Um, one thing is we can die. I said selfish ambition. So we have to die to selfish ambition. That doesn't mean we can't pursue a career or we can't pursue, um, you know, our mission in life. But we have to be in line with God. So if you have a career and it's God's will and you feel you have peace about that, well, then that's excellent. But then you just stay in your career. There's many very noble professions uh, where you can serve God but it doesn't have to be a profession either it can be anything you can be in a shop serving uh, coffee you could be working in a park you could be driving a bus you could be a doctor you could be a nurse you could be many jobs it doesn't matter what you do once you're doing it with God with you because you're going to serve people most jobs nowadays, you will be serving people. And if you're not, and you're just working online, well, then do your job for your employer to the best of your ability. And you're not doing anything wrong there. If you feel that your career is not in alignment with the scripture, then you need to pray about that. And are you doing something for selfish ambition that there are ways of making money that are not honorable and that would not uh, be dying to self. So to die to self would be to give up something that is maybe you could be earning money in a dishonest way. Well, that's not going to give glory to God. And it, 
and you just have to repent and give that up and start some other way of making money. And some people like to justify it and say, oh, but there's a recession and, you know, we have no money and we have to eat. But by faith, if you believe that God will provide, you will be provided for. God would never expect us to rob or steal in order to eat. I know that could be a temptation for some people, um, but this is our faith. Another thing of dying to self would be the image. There's a lot nowadays with a consumerism society and the image is a huge problem. Um, but image kills. Image is, it really kills because you have all the com competition, competitiveness, and then the imperfections. You know, people think, oh, you know, I'm just not beautiful enough, so I have to have plastic surgery now, and I oh, I have to get my hair done again, oh, I have to buy this car, oh, I have to buy those clothes, and it goes on and on, and it's never-ending. So if image is a problem to you, and you always have to have the best labels, or you have to have the best quality clothes all the time, I mean, think about it. Like, if you're very much into labels, and you buy a T-shirt from Armani, how would you feel if you just bought a t-shirt in the local shop for $10? Yeah, and wore that instead. Like, would you just cringe and not be able to because you haven't got your Armani on or your Adidas? Okay, you live in a society and everybody's into the Adidas clothes or the Nike clothes. Well, what about if you didn't wear them? The thing we're looking out for with labels, so women with handbags, okay, you know, if you have a Gucci handbag and she has a Versace or whatever, the thing you need to be looking for for dying to self is if you have enough money and you can buy those clothes and you wear them and you enjoy them, that's totally fine. The question is, where's your heart? Are you buying those clothes to look good and to be better than others? So, for example, did you buy that handbag to be better than the woman down the street with her handbag? Okay, so if you were trying to keep up with the Joneses or you're competing or you're trying to be cooler than the other guy, uh, then you're, you're in the wrong attitude. Your spirit is wrong. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with enjoying possessions and money if the attitude in your heart is right. The scripture here that Jesus again mentions in Matthew 6, 21 is for where your treasure is, there your heart will all be also. So just when you have, if you feel you have attachment to items, just try to imagine yourself not having it or try to imagine yourself with a cheaper version and how would you feel? Because if you're attached to it, then you need to die to it. Um, it's also vanity as well. So also that's pride. And now most things in the Bible are pride. So God hates pride, absolutely hates it. So a lot of these things are pride. So we have to die to pride and always think that pride is ego and ego is false. Okay. Um, money again i said about the treasure so the thing about money is uh, everybody in the world now loves money wants money and we say it's to do with covid19 and the recession but it's been like that since day one everybody's always had their heart on money so <laughs> jesus knows that 
So we need balance with regards to money. So money is not a problem in itself because money is just money. It has no attachment, no emotional connection to it. There's nothing to it. It's just, it's just, as somebody say, some of them say, energy. It's nothing. The love of money is the problem, okay? So money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. So you need to die to the love of money. If you can die to the love of money, then you are okay and you can start earning as much as you like. It doesn't matter. It's okay to be rich, you know, in the kingdom of God. It's about your heart. Job was a very, I was listening to a Job a story, a, a sermon about Job last night. And he was very, very wealthy. So don't worry about that. So seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus said that as well in Matthew 6. Okay, another area is how, just if you want to be checking yourself on how to die to self. And I'm working on this now. I mean, we're always working on it. But um, when you want to get more and more into it, uh, it's about awareness a lot of the times we don't see ourselves. We don't. We're not watching ourselves. So that that's when we just slip into the ego. But if we're observing ourselves and we write it out like this, we have a checklist and we can see ourselves when we're behaving. So if you look at yourself and you're behaving, for example, how do you speak? What words do you use? Do you do you say please and thank you when you're out? Do you show respect to people in the shop, in the restaurants, wherever you go? How do you act? Are you boastful? You go telling everybody about some great thing that happened to you when maybe they haven't had such good fortune. Maybe maybe sometimes we don't need to be boasting when someone around us is not in a great place in their life. It's okay to share our stories, but we need to be sensitive. Like if something amazing happens to you, but your friend is not really in a great place, we need to be careful. But we should never be boasting anyway. What about listening? Do we talk more than we listen? Listening is a good sign of dying to self. It's good to talk too, but we need to have we need to have um, giving and receiving in a relationship. Some people just talk non-stop. There's no listening. And when they're done, they just go. Um, uh, what about how you walk, how you act, how you dress, all these things? Is there an attitude of pride? Pride is coming up a lot. It's very important. One of the pastors, Adrian Rogers, which is good. I, he's a great pe- preacher. Um, he calls pride self-reliance, independence from God, esteeming ourselves as better than others, which is definitely wrong, self-centeredness. But it's also a cover-up for feelings of inadequacy. So when someone's inflating up their ego, having to look perfect, act perfect, won't take any responsibility for their actions, they can't say sorry, all that is kind of a cover-up for inadequacy. They can't be wrong because they feel 
they're holding up this image, but the image they're holding up is false. And if they don't know, some people don't know there is another self. But as born-again believers, we got to realize that when we're dying, that's what we're dying to. We're dying to that false self. Yeah, it's difficult. But we should still want to do it. Okay. Yes. So um, another thing, um, patience. Yeah, patience is... Uh, these are ways that we can um, die to self, learning to be more patient. And the Bible would often describe patience as long-suffering because when we think of patience, we just think, oh, waiting, you know, oh, waiting for a bus or something. <laughs> but long-suffering is patience for a very, very long time. You could be patient with, say, somebody, it could be your child who's having difficulties or whatever, or you're having challenges with them could take years for them to outgrow whatever problem it is. could be in a relationship. You could be married to somebody and you're having such challenges with them. And you're, you know, they say the long-suffering wife and all that, but it's kind of like a joke. But um, it can happen in relationships where one person maybe is more spiritually aware than the other and then you have this long-suffering because they haven't had an awakening and so if you are the more spiritually aware person, then you're going to suffer in that. That would be taking up your cross every day to say, well, like that person's unaware. So how can you blame them? You could try to change them by your behavior, but you can't change them by telling them to change because that's not going to work either. Okay, so we have to bear our cross, whatever that is. Um, another thing that will help in dying to the self is to love our enemies. Jesus tells us to love our enemies um, as well. <clears throat> Jesus says in Matthew 5, 43 to 46, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You can read the rest there. It's in the newsletter. So. Basically, Jesus tells us to love our enemies. Now, that is painful. If that doesn't kill the ego, I don't know what will. It's one of the best things, praying for your enemy, loving them. How do you love your enemy? And who are your enemy? Well, your enemy could be a friend who betrayed you. Could be a partner, like husband or wife. What if you had somebody who walked out on you or committed adultery? That's painful. All betrayal is painful. So how do you love them? Well, it depends. Maybe you love them from a distance. That's a good one. But we can love people. Enemies could be... You could be in a work situation. And your boss could be really bad. Really difficult. A bully even. You may have to... They could be your enemy. You have to pray for them. They're not following God. So anyone who persecutes you, and as Christians, we will be persecuted. So uh, a lot of people who don't like Christians, if you, um, it, it, let's put it this way. The way I am, if somebody is uh, rude to me or something, or and um, they could know me a long time. It has happened. 
And uh, so I wouldn't be aware of it. That I wouldn't be aware that they would be building up something against me, that they just don't like me for some reason. But I have learned that it's actually a spiritual attack. So that way you don't take it as personally. But sometimes I would react and not all, well, one would be a bit of a shock. Um, but nowadays it doesn't surprise me because anybody can do it. Anybody. So it is wise to be ready that, um, you know, love everyone and trust no one. <laughs> Jesus doesn't even tell us to trust people. But we should, we trust them until, you know, they prove otherwise. Because that's all we can do with people. People will betray us. It will happen. And the more we die to ourselves, the more we won't be um, devastated if someone betrays us. Think about Jesus, who had betrayed him. Look at Judas. And Jesus knew that that was going to happen. Yeah, so it didn't mean it didn't hurt him. It did hurt. Jesus did, like, feel pain. But he was able to handle it. And Peter denied him three times. So these are, all these things in the Bible just show us that this is what's going to happen to people who are closer to you than a brother or sister. Because they were his closest, yeah? He didn't even hang out with his mom and dad anymore. And Jesus was with the disciples. They were his closest friends, yeah? And Peter was one of his closest. Judas was not. It was John and Peter were his real close friends and John didn't deny him, but Peter did. So the point is, you never know who that person is going to be. And the other thing we want to pray for is ourselves, that we never become that person. We don't want to be the betrayer. And we don't want to be like Peter, denying Jesus or denying a friend. So the point is, we are all capable of doing it. So so, the, so we have to die to self. And by dying to self, you're more aware. And you will be with God. Okay, so I'm coming to the end now. And the point I'm trying to make here is that... Um, yeah. The point I'm trying to make here is that in order to die to self, you have to have a whole change of lifestyle. If you don't already have it. Um... If you're working in a busy sort of life, you're going to have to make time in your day to reflect and maybe in the morning or the evening where you actually take time out to see how are you doing in these areas because uh, a busy life is not a spiritual life and um, a lot of people in ministry manage it but that's by the grace of God and also if you see these people in big ministries and they're doing, you know, a lot for the Lord but they've usually built up a strong spiritual muscle and they have a team around them and they have a good support system and uh, you know they get their times of prayer but they also have that extra grace over them so I'm not really criticizing big people in ministries because they they have been God has trained them up to that level Okay, now people like that do fall from grace as well, so they are in a difficult position. And, and so if you are in a church like that, it would be good to pray for your leaders because they do need your prayers. 
But I'm talking about somebody who's a little bit more unaware and not surrounded by a team of elders or whatever to help. Um, a busy life is not a spiritual life. So everyone nowadays go, oh, I'm busy, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, as though it was something to be so proud of. It's not something to be proud of. It's mean, why are you so busy? Can you not manage your day and your timetable a little better? Make time for prayer. Make time for solitude. Make time to be alone. Be still and know that I am God. If you want to die to self, you have to know God. And the way to do it is to make time. Be still and know that I am God. Submit to God daily. Resist the devil. Surrender your life to God. Every part of your life. That's also awareness. Has to be done in times of prayer. Have I surrendered my love for money? Have I surrendered my image? Am I a compulsive spender? Do I have an addiction? Have I surrendered that to the cross? Am I a compulsive talker? Do I listen? Am I greedy? Am I selfish? We have to ask ourselves all the time. So this is a way of practicing humility. We have to we have to ask ourselves questions and then we have to go out and watch ourselves in these situations. So what you do is you do the work is at home in your prayer life. Okay, so how am I at work? I don't know. I can't remember. I'm not aware. I just go in do my job. Okay, so tomorrow I'm going to go in. I'm going to watch myself. Oh, I talk too much in the, in the coffee room today. Maybe I'll say less tomorrow. Oh, I notice she looks a bit quiet. Maybe I'll ask her how she's doing. Hello. <laughs> I'm only, you know, I'm only giving him ideas. Okay, so and another way of surrendering is by uh, the more you give, the less you're focusing on yourself. So by giving more, you're coming out of the ego. So serving others is a great way to die to self. So any type of service to others, which is, when I say service, it means you do not want anything in return. Volunteering is great. You don't get money. You don't get anything. Sometimes you know, somebody might say thank you very much, but that's about all. That's good for the ego. Do it for free. Do something for someone without telling anybody. Be kind to others. Bless others. Okay. So one warning point I've written here is that um, in the part of serving and giving, I have a warning for people who may suffer with codependency. If you suffer with codependency and giving has been something you've done all your life and you're thinking, I can't die to myself anymore, I've done it all my life. I'm not really talking to people like you because you've actually overserved. So if you are somebody who's coming out of recovery from codependency where you have overgiven in your life you didn't know how to love yourself didn't know how to care to yourself you've already sort of died to the self so you need to build yourself up so for you to learn to die to self you're dying to the compulsion to giving it's totally opposite to say a narcissist so if you have codependency you have to hold back from giving 
it's an urge, it's a compulsion, and it's also an addiction because a codependent loves to give, but they've gone too far to the point of it becoming almost like an addiction, and an addiction is also a lack of self-love because you are giving to others and denying yourself, but not in a healthy way. I'm talking about dying to self in a healthy way, where that means that you also love yourself, love your neighbor as yourself. The codependent didn't even love themselves. So I have to say that for the codependent because codependents have been giving, caring for way too long and your recovery is to learn to maybe have time, time out, time alone, time with people, okay? Without people, I mean. Okay, so um, just coming to an end now. So be a blessing to others. Pray always. Never cease praying. Um, and cast all your cares on God, and he will take care of you. So dying to self is not something that we can do by ourselves. So you need to pray um, in that. And the other thing is don't be afraid to... If some of the things you're having problems with that you need to die to, which are just coming from your own emotional makeup, uh, things like anger, hurts, irritation, pain, then you can go for therapy, have counseling, or join a support group, talk to someone at your church. You could do pray, worship, anything like that that will help you in that area. So <clears throat> dying to self, there is um, maybe just your emotions are taking over. So again, you have to do self-care. All of these things will help you. Okay, so don't be afraid to lose yourself um, because what you're really losing is your false self. And the false self separates us from God. So if you keep that in mind, if you feel like, oh, this is painful, I don't want to die to myself, just think, what are you dying to? You're dying to an illusion. And what you're actually doing is you're denying yourself the true self, access to God. And this is why dying to self is a good thing. So I'm going to leave it at that. If you have any questions, uh, please leave them in the comments below or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, thank you. God bless. Good night.